Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast, where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules that enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. And today we're here to talk to you about large-scale combat. So this is an enormously complicated topic with a lot of different ways to be done. So there are some of these that I rather strongly dislike, to be blunt about it. And for the sake of completeness, I'm going to do my best to go over all of the common ways that I have seen this to be done. There is no way to cover all of the ways because it's infinite. Anyone can make up their own set of rules always. But I'm just going to do my best to fully go over the most common ways to go about this topic. So let's dive right in. There are a number of questions that I would say are important to be asked before deciding on how you would want to go about it. And the first one and the most important one, does the battle actually need to be played out in its entirety? So what I mean by that, D&D is designed for small scale combat. It is meant for a small group of exceptional individuals to encounter things out in the world and potentially fight them. It is not designed for large-scale combat. So whether that is something you want to have in your game, you must make that decision on. Does it need to be played out? Because there is a concern for some DMs and some players that by having a true army clash, that you take the focus away from the PCs. Now, to be blunt, I disagree with that interpretation. The idea that you should not do large-scale combat, I disagree with that. I think it's fucking awesome to get your Battle of Helm's Deep thousands of units on the field clashing against each other. I think it's worth figuring out a way that works for you. But an argument can and is often made that it does take away from your players and from their characters in particular. So that being said, let's go more into the actual how to go about it. So when you say large scale combat, there are a number of things that that could actually mean. So before deciding how you want to go about it, it's important to quantify what we're actually talking about, because there is a significant difference. If you're talking about, you know, a tribe of orcs are attacking a village, then there could be dozens of orcs. And so there could be a hundred units on the field for both sides, but rules to do that would be different than that true army clash scenario where you have 30,000 units on the field. Because when you have that more medium scale of up to a hundred is where I would draw that line myself, 
then there are a few ways that you could go about doing that. So first things first would be to just do it, to just use the normal D&D rules and to just do that massive size combat with the individual tokens on the field. However, that would literally take forever. And that's the downside of that. So you can do that. But by playing that way, it is time consuming. So if you've played a lot of fifth edition combat, you know that it takes time for each character to take their turn. So multiplying that out exponentially multiplies the amount of time such a combat scenario will take. So doing the zoom out even more, if you have thousands of units on the field, it is flat out impossible to play that out on the individual scale. So how to do it is a really hard question in all honesty. So the way I personally see the best way to do it would be um, through the use of having the players be the ones that turn the battle. So what you do is you before ahead of time you whilst you're planning the battle think of certain scenarios right which would be interesting for the players to play through and um would make sense that um the actions will actually help the battle and from there you can basically come up with a series of fights that are a lot more contained but will allow the players to more or less experience the larger scale of the battle and feel like they've actually done something hence solving the issue that some people have with it uh, taking away from what the players do yes one way to go about it is to have objectives that the war is just happening in the background and the way that it can be done from the player perspective is to give them objectives to change the flow of the fight. So that could absolutely be situations like there's an enemy commander who is really good at steering their troops around. So if you can take that guy out, then your flank can advance. Or there's an area that has four catapults in a row that are just hammering your forces. So the players have to sneak up to there and disable them or, you know, turn them against the enemy even potentially. So to give objectives to the player characters and to let the big stuff happen in the background. There is another option that I have to say because it is an opinion that is unfortunately common, which is to just don't use D&D rules at all and to just pick up a war game like Warhammer 40k or something that uses large-scale combat rules. So I personally disagree with that, although I certainly understand the argument. And the idea of that is just because D&D is small scale, there are rules that exist in other systems to play large scale combat and that it is an option for you to learn those rules and just play another game just on the side of your D&D to have a more balanced set of rules on how to go about that large-scale combat. Though I would say that that probably would cause a lot of confusion for players who aren't used to this new system and generally could simply slow down process the, the progress of com- combat. Um, though less, it would still do so because people don't really understand what's going on. 
Indeed. So one thing that I actually probably should have mentioned a little earlier, but I'll just throw in now. There are two separate Unearthed Arcana articles that do address this topic. So quick refresher, Unearthed Arcana is the playtest material from Wizards of the Coast who make D&D. So it is unofficial content, but from the creators of the game. So they made two separate articles. In 2015, they published When Armies Clash. And then in 2017, they published Mass Combat. And both of these articles give full sets of D&D rules on how to do different scales of mass combat. So the first one in 2015 has there be zoomed out view of instead of being at the individual level that you have 10 creatures per area or per token, however you want to phrase that. So you have little squads by zooming out by 10 and that can make combat a whole lot easier to run. So if you have a hundred creatures on the field, then by zooming it out, you can just have, you know, two groups of orc archers, two groups of orc fighters, two groups of guards or whatever the situation is. And that makes it 10 tokens instead of a hundred. And at that scale, it is exponentially easier to run such a combat. Uh, the actual articles, unfortunately, I would argue get overly complicated because that first one is nine pages of rules. And even the second shorter one for mass combat is five pages. And one very important thing for me to mention also about these, they're totally different systems. So they are not a part one and a part two. They are two completely different options of how to run large-scale combat in D&D. And both of them are wordy as fuck. Nine pages and five pages. So they do exist and they are free online PDFs that you can find by just Googling Unearthed Arcana and then you can search for the mass combat stuff. But I don't like those rules, to be blunt about it. They are, in my opinion, overly complicated. And D&D has enough rules without overcomplicating how to go about it. However, the idea of zooming out, that is where I believe you should focus. So depending on the scale of combat that you want to play, the best way, in my admittedly biased opinion, is to zoom out to a point where the scale is more reasonable to be played out. Assuming, of course, that you do want to play out the entire battle scenario. So what I mean by that, if you have 100 characters on the field and zoom out to a scale of 10, then each token that you have is then 10 soldiers. And that's very useful. However, on if you do have 10,000 creatures in that, you know, full giant war, then even zooming out by 10, that would still leave way too many. If you have a thousand tokens on the field, you're going to be there for hours and hours, not to mention the whole party argument of, well, where are they in all of this? But uh, the player side, I will get back to in a moment because I do also have my own thoughts and opinions there. But again, I'll save that for the moment. However, you as the DM have full control of the scale that you want to use. So 
if a scale of zooming out by a factor of 10 is insufficient, then go more. So depending on how big you want your fight to be, you have a lot of control. So one big question that is very much worth asking in terms of how much to zoom out is how much time do you want the fight to take and what is the actual scale that you want it to be? Because if you have 10,000 units and you zoom out by a factor of 100, then you have 100 tokens on the field. And an argument could be made that that may still be too much. But 100 is about the line in just, again, in my opinion of, okay, I think that that could be played, but it would take a long time to play, but it might be worth it. But if you want to zoom farther and then just do, say, 250. So each token represents a squad or, you know, a legion. I don't know the correct word for that scale, but, you know, let's say you have 250 or even 500, then that becomes a whole lot more manageable. So if you have 10,000 creatures and then you zoom out to a 500 scale, then that becomes 20. And 20 tokens, well, that's easy. We do that all the time. That's just a large bandit encounter in terms of tokens on the field. So if you have 10 tokens versus 10 tokens at a 500 scale combat, then that's easy. And that is well within a dungeon master's ability to control. That is well within, you know, players' abilities to not get overly bored. So now is where I'll jump in with what I delayed a moment ago of players. What should players be doing in large scale combat? And there are obviously many different ways to go about that. We talked earlier about the objectives idea, which is sending the players to complete objectives and let the war happen in the background. That is arguably a much easier and more player focused way to go about it. However, my own, again, biased opinion, I like seeing the large scale, large scale battles being played out. I like having my players see, oh shit, there are a lot of things happening. So to do that, my personal preference is to have the PCs be the commanders of one of the sides of the war. And that is how I want the PCs to be involved. And that could be them deciding, okay, each of you controls these two tokens of the 10, and then you are in control of steering them around the battlefield, coordinating with each other, taking out, you know, the enemy units, and to let them be the commanders. That is how I like to play large-scale combat. And then with the players in control of it, you can allow them to use their powers to aid in whatever their side is. So if you have them in control of forces that are compatible with their players' abilities. So if you have a wizard party member, then okay, fine. They're in control of the artillery on your side. So they're in control of, you know, either your allied magic users, if it's a high enough magic world to have a quantity of magic users, or you could have them literally be in charge of artillery and just have them be in charge of the siege weapons like catapults and ballista because it's still long range heavy damage attack so it's similar style 
to their normal combat, even if it's not a direct one-to-one correlation. So in a war, there are so many things to be done, potentially, that it is relatively easy, in all honesty, to line up, okay, you do this, you do that. And if you have, you know, a higher magic world with sending stones, for example, then you can have that in-game justification of, okay, we, we are able to coordinate with each other with these items. Or, you know, you could do the, you know, REMF version of having your player characters be in a siege tower at the back of the army that has, you know, a scrying, uh, orb of scrying or something like that to be able to have that kind of top-down view on the battlefield. And then they are coordinating forces from there together. So there are many, many ways on how to do large-scale combat. But... How you choose to go about that is very much up to you. So I'm going to do a longer summary this time than usual, just because I have been spitting out a lot of information. So question number one, should the battle be played out at all? Is it something where you want or are willing to zoom away from the PCs? Or do you want to allow your PCs to be in command? Or do you want to give them objectives to fill that are separate from the main battle taking place between the enemy forces? So then you want to think about the scale of things. So do you have so many creatures on the field that you need to zoom out? And then if you do that, how much? Because even if you have the 10,000 zoomed out to only be 20 tokens, another argument could be made that that's too small and that you lose the epic scale of things. So that is unfortunately a balance situation that there is no one answer for. That is up to every individual DM of do you want to make a war encounter easier to run or do you want to give it an epic scale? So just what style of game are you trying to play? And getting all of the balances right of large scale combat is hard. Normal D&D combat where you just have the PCs and enemies just balancing that is hard enough. But to try to balance out this huge scale situation is way more difficult. So if this is something that you are thinking about as a DM, my best suggestion is to just try shit. So try to run a combat just on your own of, you know, two even forces of, let's say, 50 versus 50, and to see, oh, dear God, this takes forever. Okay, I don't like this scale. What about if I zoomed a little more and try out a 20 by 20 or a 10 v 10? Finding a balance of what you're able to run and maintain your sanity is very important just to know in the back of your own head. So with that being said, there are a lot of ways to do large scale combat. And unfortunately, there is no one correct answer on how to go about that. So my suggestion is simply try things, find a way that works for you and anything that you're able to do to make sure that you and your players 
have fun. Thanks for listening to this episode of Riffs and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Tiers start as low as a dollar and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind the scenes content, only access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, where we'll be able to chat with cast and even a shout out on the show. Find us on social media, on Twitter at Riffwake Podcast, on Facebook as Riffwake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r slash Podcast. And now, send us an email, riffsandrules at gmail.com. That's riffs, A-N-D, rules at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.